Shalom Alakam. Peace be upon you. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Today we are going to do something we haven't done in many weeks, and that is we're going to look at this week's Torah portion according to the Torah portion schedule. You can look at that at TorahPortions.org. And uh, today's portion is called Karak, or Karak, or if you're reading uh, just any standard Bible, King James Bible, it'll say Korah is the character that's uh, in question today. It's number 16 through 18, so it's kind of a long portion, it's three chapters long. Let me give you the portion summary real quick. Korach was the name of a prominent Levite. It is also the name of the 38th reading from the Torah. It comes from the first verse of this week's reading, which says, Now Korah, the son of Iskar, took action. This week's Torah reading tells the story of how Korah led an unsuccessful rebellion against Moses and Aaron. And after thwarting the insurrection, God confirms Aaron in the priesthood and provides additional legislation regarding priestly and Levitical privileges and responsibilities. So here's kind of the outline. Uh, you have this revolt by this Levite named Korah. You have the building of Aaron's rod. You have the responsibilities given from Jehovah about the priest and the Levites and the priest portion. So that is what is on the agenda for this morning. But before I get into the Torah portion, I'm going to read Psalm 42. And I'll explain here in just a second. Here's what Psalm 42 says. This is from the King James Bible. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God, and with the voice of joy and praise, and with the multitude that kept holiday. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall outpraise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me, therefore I will remember thee from the land of the Jordan, and of the Hermonites from the hill of Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts, all the waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword in my bones, my enemies reproach me, while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. And as for me, thou upholdest me in my integrity, and settest me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. 
Now, the reason I read that psalm this morning, aside from the fact that it's an amazing psalm, uh, is for a reason. And that's because if you're reading from most Bibles, it'll tell you who is the author of the psalm. And this is to the chief musician, Meskil, for the sons of Korach, or Korah. Same thing for Psalm 44, for the sons of Korah. Same thing for Psalm 45, sons of Korah. Same thing for Psalm 47, sons of Korah. Psalm 48, sons of Korah. And so you have this whole section of Psalms being written by the sons of Korah. And what's interesting is that theme continues, Why are thou cast down, O my soul? Why are thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall praise him who is health of my countenance and my God. And so I just thought that that was interesting. I don't have any amazing wisdom to share about that other than the fact that we're getting ready to read about this rebellion of Korah, which obviously gets put down. Uh, Obviously, God rejects it because his man is Aaron when it comes to who's going to be the Levite priest and his man is Moses as far as who's going to be the leader of Israel during this time. Uh, But yet... Out of God's grace and mercy, it wasn't like Korah's whole generation or whole lineage was punished. We have these beautiful psalms written by the sons of Korah. So, for those of you who find that interesting, all right, we got a lot to read in very little time. So, let's get to our Torah portion. I'm going to read from the Hallelujah Scriptures this week, which includes some Hebrew words, but I'll be sure to try to. Uh, translate them on the fly and I just pray that you'll be blessed this morning if you're wondering why I decided to do the Torah portion this morning we haven't done it in weeks the answer is I don't know just felt led to do it so that's why we're doing it with all that backdrop let's begin how will you scriptures number 16 through 18 verse 1 and Korach son of Yitzar, son of Kehath, son of Levi, took both Dathan and Abram, the son of Eliab, and On, son of Peleth, sons of Reuben. And they rose up before Moshe with some of the children of Israel. Two hundred and fifty leaders of the congregation called ones of the meeting, men of the name. And they assembled against Moshe and against Aaron, and they said to them, Enough of you, for all the congregation is Kodesh, that means holy, set apart. All of them, and Jehovah is in their midst. Why then do you lift up yourselves above the assembly of Jehovah? And Moshe heard, he fell on his face, and he spoke to Korah and all the company, saying, Tomorrow morning, Jehovah shall make known who is his, and who is Kodesh, and come near to him, and let him bring near to him the one whom he chooses. Do this, take fireholders, Korach, and all your company, and put fire in them, and put incense in them before Jehovah tomorrow. And it shall be that the one whom Jehovah chooses is the Kodesh one, the set-apart one. Enough of you, sons of Levi. Moshe said to Korach, Hear now, you sons of Levi. 
Is it little to you that the Elohim of Yisrael has separated you from the congregation of Yisrael to bring you near to himself, to perform the service of the Mishkan of Yehovah, and to stand before the congregation to serve them? And that he has brought you near to himself, you and all your brothers, the sons of Levi, with you, yet you seek Kahuna as well? Therefore, you and all your company are assembled against Jehovah. And Aaron, what is he that you grumble against him? And Moshe sent to call Dathan and Abram, the sons of Eliab. But they said, We are not coming up. Is it little that you have brought us up out of the land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness that we would also seize total rule over us? So please note, one of the accusations being made is, you see, they're supposed to go to the land filled with milk and honey, right? It's Yisrael. But they're saying Egypt was the land filled with milk and honey. You brought us out of Egypt where things were good and plentiful to have us killed in the wilderness and you did this for your own power. That's basically the accusation that's being made against Moses. Verse 14. Also, you have not brought us into the land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Would you bore out the eyes of these men? We are not coming up. And Moshe became very displeased, and he said to Jehovah, do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, nor have I done harm to any of them. Then Moshe said to Korah, Tomorrow you and all your company shall be there before Jehovah, they and Aaron. And take each one his fireholder, and you shall put incense in it, and let each one bring his fireholder before Jehovah. Two hundred and fifty fireholders, and you and Aaron, each one with his fireholder. So each one took his fireholder and put, it, put fire in it and laid incense on it and stood at the door of the tent of appointment with Moshe and Aaron. And Korach assembled all the congregation against them at the door of the tent of appointment. Then the esteem of Jehovah appeared to all the congregation. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe and to Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from the midst of this congregation and let me consume them. In a moment. But they fell on their faces and said, O El, Elohim of the spirits of all flesh, when one man sins, are you wroth with all the congregation? And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the congregation, saying, Move away from around the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abram. So Moshe rose up, went to Dathan, Abram, and the elders of Yisrael followed him. And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Please turn away from the tents of these wicked men. Do not touch whatever belongs to them, lest you be consumed in all their sins. Then they moved away from round the tents of Korah, Dan, and Abram. And Athan and Abram came out and stood at the door of their tents, with their wives and their sons and their little children. Moshe said, By this you know that Jehovah has sent me to do all these works, not because of my own heart. If these die as all men do, or if they are visited as all men are visited, then Jehovah has not sent me. But if Jehovah creates what is unheard of, 
and the earth opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the grave, then you shall know that these men have scorned Jehovah. So please note. So you have this rebellion. 250 people are joining Korah and Dathan and Abram. And God says to Moses, get away from, from all these people because I'm going to consume them all in a moment. And of course, Moshe does what he always does. He falls on his face and he asks for mercy for these people. He says, you know, these people are just deceived. Should they all die? Should they all be punished for the sins of these, these three men? Or this one man, Korah? So God says, okay, go reason with the people. Tell them to get away from the tents. And so now Moses is talking to the congregation and he's saying, you're about to find out who Jehovah actually supports because the ground's going to open up and it's going to swallow these three and they're going to go alive down into the grave. Pretty wild, huh? Verse 31. And it came to be as he ended speaking these words that the ground under them split apart. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households and all the men with Korah and with all their goods. So they and all those with them down alive into the grave and the earth closed over them and they perished from the midst of the assembly. Please know, now try to imagine this. We can almost imagine a sinkhole opening up, right? But that's not what happened. The ground opened up they went down alive into the ground and then the ground resealed over the top of them. Think about how wild that would be. The earth literally swallowed them. Verse 34, And all Israel who were round about them fled at their cry, for they said, Lest the earth swallow us up. And a fire came out from Jehovah and consumed the 250 men who were offering incense. And Jehovah spake to Moshe, saying, Say to Eleazar, son of Aaron, the Kohen, that means priest, to pick up the fire holders out of the blaze, for they are Kodesh, and scatter the fire some distance away. Please note, I guess I was wrong about how that was going to shake out. Moses is speaking to all of Israel, but the 250 that had the incense, they still got consumed with fire wild verse 38 the fire holders of these men who sinned against their own lives let them be made into beaten plates as a covering for the altar because they brought them before Jehovah therefore they are Kodesh that means set apart and let them become a sign to the children of Israel and Eleazar the Kohen took the bronze fire holders which those who were burned up had brought and they were beaten out as a covering of the altar, a remembrance to the children of Israel that no stranger who was not of the seed of Aaron should come near the offer incense before Jehovah and not be like Korah and his company, as Jehovah had said to him through Moshe. But all the congregation of the children of Israel grumbled against Moshe and against Aaron on the next day, saying, You have killed the people of Jehovah. And it came to be when the congregation assembled against Moshe and against Aaron that they turned toward the tent of appointment and see the cloud covered it and the esteem of Jehovah appeared. 
Moshe and Aaron came before the tent of appointment, and Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Arise from the midst of this congregation, and let me consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces. And so Moshe said to Aaron, Take the fire holder, and put fire in it from the altar, and lay incense on it, and go, hurry to the congregation, and make atonement for them, for the wrath has gone out from Jehovah. The plague has begun. And Aaron took it, as Moshe commanded, and ran into the midst of the assembly and saw that the plague had begun among the people. And he laid on the incense and made atonement for the people, and he stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stopped. And those who died in the plague were 14,700, besides those who died on account of Korah. And Aaron returned to Moshe at the door of the tent of appointment, for the plague had stopped. And so that's where chapter 16 ends. We still have 17 and 18 to read. We're going to have to read them quickly. But just take this note of what's happened on this day. This massive rebellion and how God views rebellion. So besides the ones who just died in Korah's little rebellion, it says there was 14,700 that died from the plague and just how foolish are they? They literally watched Moshe warn that they that these people for the rebellion were going to be consumed. The earth opens up, swallows the three leaders, fire comes out of heaven, destroys the 250 followers, and the next day the people are so ignorant that they rebel again. <laughs> Nothing new under the sun. And as a result, they die from the plague. The human condition, the human condition, we're so filled with ignorance and pride, wise in our own eyes, but fools in reality. Chapter 17, verse 1, And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and take from them a rod from each of the father's house, all their leaders according to their father's houses, twelve rods, Write each one's name on his rod, and write Aaron's name on the rod of Levi, for there is one rod for the house, for the head of each father's house. You shall then place them in the tent of appointment before the witness, where I meet with you. And it shall be that the rod of the man whom I choose buds, and I shall rid myself of the grumblings of the children of Israel, which they grumble against you. Please note, hate to keep interrupting, but one of the things God despises more than anything is grumbling and complaining and murmuring. Let it not be so in us. Let it not be found within us. Verse 6, And Moshe spoke to the children of Israel, and all their leaders gave a rod each for each leader, according to their father's houses, twelve rods. And the rod of Aaron was among their rods. And so Mo Moshe placed the rods before Jehovah in the tent of a witness. And it came to be on the next day that Moshe went into the tent of the witness, and saw that the rod of Aaron and the house of Levi had budded, and brought forth buds, and blossomed, and bore ripe almonds. And Moshe brought out all the rods before Jehovah to all the children of Israel. And they looked, and each man his rod. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Bring Aaron's rod back before the witness, to be kept as a sign against the rebels, so that you put an end to their grumblings against me, lest they die. 
And Moshe did as Jehovah had commanded him, and so he did. And the children of Israel spoke to Moshe, saying, See, we shall die, we shall perish, we shall all perish. Anyone who comes near the Mishkan of Jehovah dies. Shall we be consumed to die? Chapter 18. And Jehovah said to Aaron, You and your sons and your father's house with you are to bear the wickedness against the Mikdash, and you and your sons and you to bear the wickedness against your kahuna, that is priesthood. But bring with you your brothers of the tribe of Levi too, the tribe of your fathers to join you and to serve you while you and your sons are with you before the tent of the witness. And they shall guard your charge, the duty of all the tent. But do not come near the furnishings of the Kodesh place, that is to say the holy place, and the altar, lest they die, both they and you. And they shall be joined with you to guard the duty of the tent of appointment for all the service of the tent. But a stranger does not come near you. And you shall guard the duty of the Kodesh place and the duty of the altar, so that there be no more wrath on the children of Yisrael. And see, I myself have taken your brothers, the Levites, from the midst of the children of Yisrael, a gift to you, given by Jehovah, to do the service of the tent of appointment. But you and your sons with you are to guard the kahuna, the priesthood, for all matters at the altar and behind the veil. And you shall serve, and I have given you the kahuna as a gift for service. But the stranger who comes near is put to death. And Jehovah spoke to Aaron, and see, I myself have also given you a charge of my contributions, all the Kodesh gifts of the children of Yisrael. And I have given them to you for the anointing, and to your sons as a law forever. This is yours, of the most Kodesh gifts from the fire. All their offerings and all their grain offerings and all their sin offerings and all their guilt offerings which they render to me are most Kodesh. For you and your sons eat it in the most Kodesh place. Every male eats it. It is Kodesh to you. This also is yours, the contribution of the gift with all the wave offerings of the children of Yisrael. I have given them to you and your sons and the daughters with you as a law forever. Everyone who is clean in your house eats it. All the best of the oil and all the best of the new wine and the grain, their first fruits which they give to Jehovah, I have given them to you. The first fruits of all that is in their land which they bring to Jehovah are yours. Everyone who is clean in your house eats it. All that is dedicated in Yisrael is yours. Everyone opening a womb of a flesh which they bring to Jehovah, whether man or beast, is yours. But the firstborn of a man you shall certainly ransom, and the firstborn of the unclean beast you, sh you ransom. And ransom the ransomed ones with one month old according to your valuation, five shekels of silver according to the shekel of the Kodesh place, which is twenty geras. But the firstborn of a cow, or the firstborn of a sheep, or the firstborn of a goat, you do not ransom, they are Kodesh. Sprinkle their blood on the altar, and burn their fat as an offering made by fire for a sweet fragrance to Jehovah. And their flesh is yours, as the wave breast, and as the right thigh, it is yours. All the contributions of the Kodesh gifts which the children of Israel present to Jehovah, I have given to you and your sons and the daughters with you as a law forever. It is a covenant of salt before Jehovah, 
with you and your seed with you. And Jehovah said to Aaron, You are not to have an inheritance in their land, nor have any portion in their midst. I am your portion, and your inheritance among the children of Israel. That's pretty interesting, you know. They weren't given a section of land and all that as an inheritance. Their inheritance was God. They got to be the priest of God. That's speaking to me right now on a personal level. Continuing on. And see, I have given the children of Levi all the tithes in Israel as an inheritance in return for the service which they are serving, the service of the tent of appointment. And let the children of Israel no more come near the tent of appointment, lest they bear the sin and die, because the Levites shall do the service of the tent of appointment. So they themselves bear their wickedness, a law forever, throughout your generations, that among the children of Israel they are to have no inheritance. But the tithes of the children of Israel, which they present as a contribution to Jehovah, I have given to the Levites as an inheritance. That is why I have said to them, Among the children of Israel... They have no inheritance. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the Levites, and say to them, When you take from the children of Israel the tithes which I have given you from them as your inheritance, then you shall present a contribution of it to Jehovah, a tenth of the tithe. And your contribution shall be reckoned to you as grain from the threshing floor and as filling from the winepress. Thus you also present a contribution unto Jehovah for all the tithes which you receive from the children of Israel. And you shall give it, give from it, and the contribution to Jehovah, to Aaron the Kohen. From all your gifts you present every contribution due to Jehovah, from all the best of them, the Kodesh part of them. And you shall say to them, when you have presented the best of it, then the rest shall be reckoned to the Levites as the yield of the threshing floor and as the yield of the winepress. And you shall eat it in any place, you and your household, for it is your reward for your service in the tent of appointment. And bear no sin because of it. When you have presented the best of it, and do not profane the Kodesh gifts of the children of Yisrael, lest you die. And that, my friends, is the end of this week's Torah portion study. I pray you've been blessed this morning. I felt led to kind of abandon what we've been doing and and uh, come back to this this week. And uh, I have personally been blessed by this story for some personal reasons and just for some obvious reasons because it's an incredible story about this rebellion and God's judgment of it. Um, but maybe there's something for some of you out there that was found in this text today that's piercing your hearts. And I pray that it's helping you, helping you to draw closer to God and to his son. And I just hope you've been encouraged and strengthened from this study. That's all I have for you this morning, friends. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.